Hi, and welcome to another episode of Fitness and Friends. I am your humble host, Dr. Bob Ruano. Today on the show, we are talking with the creator and host of the Write It Down podcast, Brooke Murata. Now, I've known Brooke since her days as a student here at UF, and I've always appreciated her positive, upbeat vibe. She is, after all, a woman of great faith, but also her self-deprecating sense of humor is top-notch. Uh, oh, yeah, and she'll deny this, but uh, she's a pretty good athlete herself. So it made perfect sense to all of us that knew her back then that with her magnetic personality and a face for TV, she was destined for stardom. But as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend, because as she graduated looking for a job in, in the television world, well, that industry was a bit in limbo. And then, of course, COVID hit. Well, so she decided instead of waiting around for opportunity to knock on her door, that she'd go kick in a few doors of her own. And with that, the birth of Write It Down podcast was born. So since its inception, uh, Brooke has interviewed dozens of absolute legends on her show. I mean, seriously, Joe Theismann, Marcus Allen, Rod Woodson, Tim Brown, Ronnie Lott. I mean, the list goes on. Each of her episodes ends with a little nugget of wisdom provided by her guests, and she encourages us all to write it down. So, ladies and gentlemen, the always affable Brooke Murata. Brooke, there Thank she you is. Thank so hey, much, Bob. How was that, right? That was such a warm welcome. Was it made up for the fact that I wasn't in the promo video. <laughs> I was like, kept looking for myself. I was like, I worked out with him. That, that's before, right. And that's I'm right. not in this video. Man, well, and, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, like our back, how we, how we know each other. But um, uh, yes, you. so I mentioned a, a pretty good athlete yourself, right? Tell, I, tell I us. You, 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 I, you, won, uh, you won a half a marathon recently. I'm still <laughs> laughing about that because. For those of you listening, um, I, I needed to talk about an achievement that I did in the fitness world. This is fitness and friends, not just <laughs> talking with friends. Right. So I was trying to think of something I've done in the fitness world that mattered. I don't know if this matters, but it matters to me. Um, I did win a half marathon a couple of years ago, and I wasn't expecting that. But I think my soccer background with running um, really helped with that. But it's, it's funny because we, you and I, um, met in a, in a CrossFit gym and yep. in, in a gym setting. And when you meet people that lift, they're like, Oh, I don't run. Yeah. And so they have this little bit of a, yeah, I think it's jealousy. I, well, it is because I am a horrendous runner, but I swore that this season I'm going to work on my running game. Now it has been delayed because on Monday I tore something in my calf, so I can't walk right now, but I'll be back. I, that's what I do. That's age, Bob. Yeah. That's age. I, I deny it. I deny it. I've been snapping things since the age of 45. I guess that is an age thing. Yeah, You're anyway. a legend. <laughs> you are. So, and a Festivus champion, too. Okay, yeah. So, that's a little more... I feel crazy. personally responsible for that. Uh, that was all you. Connecting the pull-ups, the, the pull right? Remember no, we did some pull-ups? seriously. Pull when you... This is something that you taught me that I think changed the way that I... Um, lift and the way that I work out and how I schedule my workouts. And I really do credit this to you is when I was like angry that I couldn't do a pull-up and I was the girl and like the people we were working out with, like if girls couldn't do pull-ups, like you kind of, I mean, you weren't out, but you felt out <laughs> yourself because a lot of people are ripped in this gym and you, you really helped me go, Brooke, there's a lot of more accessory muscles that need to be worked out in order for you to be able to accomplish a pull-up and to do them correctly. And so you really helped me like realize that bench press and Cuban press and all those other like functional muscles are going to help me for that big pull-up 
that everybody Absolutely. really wants to do. So I really do credit you for that. Well, so thank, thank you. you very much, Festivus Champion. I'm I'm judging the, uh, the Festivus uh, tournament coming up next month. So uh, just I'll be thinking of you. Are you really? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a member this year. Okay, okay. I'm doing a half marathon. Well, you've been busy. That's why. You've been busy. As I mentioned, the Write It Down podcast has taken off. Yes. I mean, and it's been a wild ride. So um, just to kind of give a little background, I went to the University of Florida, Go Gators, um, really enjoyed my time in Gainesville, came in as a Spanish major transfer, because to be quite honest, I got a 19 on my ACT twice. <laughs> and there's no way I would have came in as a freshman. So I stayed at home, did two years of community college, saved some money. Um, and worked at a restaurant. And then when I came to Gainesville, um, I came in as a Spanish major because I wanted to do medicine. Oh, and you can kind of claim anything to do pre-med. You just had mm. to do the pre-med or prerequisites for right. med school while you're claiming another major. Right. So I had just enough credits to claim a Spanish major and nothing else. Okay. So I came in and I was sitting in a, a chem class and I just kind of had this like epiphany that I was like, am I doing this because I really want to or because I'm just good at science and because I, I, I want to accomplish something in medicine. Right. And it wasn't really like a hunger that I had to keep going. Like, and there was something in me that like it was right around the time or a little bit after that Robin Williams took his life, mm. to be quite frank. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, these people who make us laugh on TV right. are like angry, depressed, sad, and they have a lot more to them than just what we see on screen. And mm -hmm. so I was like, well, the only way to really share their stories is to be in their circle. And so I started to take a look at like Ryan Seacrest and Ellen DeGeneres and, um, and their interview styles. I've always enjoyed that. Yeah. So I changed my major um, and you're not really supposed to do that as a transfer, but the Dean of Communications switched me into communications pretty effortlessly. And then um, I'm sometimes really bad at this timeline. I have to look back because I did write it down. But um, <laughs> a few months into me changing my major, I met somebody within the school. And um, a lot of people might know his name that are around Gainesville. But I met a man named Bill Hevner, who is who's really involved with the University of Florida. There's the Hevner Hall, the Hevner Business School. Mm -hmm. And I met him and Bob Tebow at an event for Campus Crusade for Christ. And so I just changed my major and we were just, I was serving at the event um, just because we were putting it on as students. And so I think I was like passing around waters or, or something. And I started chatting and um, Bob wasn't there at the time. Um, and just, it was Bill Hefner. And, you know, I was like, man, I think I had a class in the, the Hefner Hall. Maybe he's like the grandson of the grandson. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> he's so the I started guy. just chatting with him, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. And I just ch chatted with him, um, sparked up conversation and, uh, he asked me what my major was. I kind of told him that I wanted to be a show host one day. And this kind of just came at me in a chem class. And then he introduced me to Bob Tebow. And so it kind of just started this mentorship relationship mm -hmm. um, where like he and his wife would, you know, spend time with my family, uh, whether it be at a Gator game or whatever. And so he really just took like a, a mentorship and we have our faith, which is the same. And so mm -hmm. um, from there, I, you know, continued school, did all the right schooling that I needed to. I barely did anything on air. I wrote some articles for ESPN, Gainesville, like baseball articles, which I was like, I hate baseball, but apparently you have to do what you got to do. <laughs> and so that just wasn't my gift was the whole writing because columnists are really good at writing. Like right. even your intro is like, dang, does he have any sports writing or like TV writing background? That was really good. Oh, thank you. And yeah, it was awesome. Zero. And I was like, that is not my... 
Huh? I have zero background. Well, you're, yeah, you're talented and gifted, but I think everybody knows that, that oh, you had like an you. extra listen talent from God. Listen like, here, Bob, you. be good at everything. <laughs> Bob, we suffer. But anyway, so I was like, you know, I, I started um, just doing a little bit of radio here and there at UF, but there was nothing that set me necessarily apart in school, if we're being completely honest. Like I wasn't involved in the sorority. I didn't do any sideline reporting. I was just kind of, I mean, babysitting, bartending, going to school, you know, whatever. But I had awesome contacts. Yeah. You know, my contacts started to kind of grow in college. Um, I went to the Philippines twice with Bob Tebow on a mission trip, and I met some of the greatest people ever. And I did my senior project in the Philippines. Um, It was like January of my senior year, 2018. And I'd called Bob Tebow, and I asked him if I could come to the Philippines and record a – what I um, I named it the purpose project. So we went to the Philippines, a friend and I, and we went on one of his trips and asked people what they thought their purpose in life was. So I wanted to compile like a video like that um, for my senior project. Mm. Um, and he was like, sure, of course, come. And it was, it was amazing. And so when I graduated in May, 2018, I was like, whoa, I'm for sure like going to get a job when I graduate. I have all these contacts, no, not yeah. to mention... 2017, I had an internship with Conan O'Brien out in LA through a contact that got my email from someone that got my email and got my resume. It was like a total weird thing. I mean, it was a God thing. I opened my email and got an email from Conan O'Brien. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I I sometimes forget. That was like such a blur. And I know it's a big deal, but it was just like college. You're just like trying to kind of survive and pass class and like also make money for rent and also like be fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, but that was fun going out there. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then May 2018, um, graduated, moved back home, could not get a job to save the or I don't know what this phrase is. I can't even say it, but couldn't get a job for the life of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was really just, I, I was just like, what do I do? You know? Um, and so in 2019, a year following that January, I um, started a podcast, January, February timeframe, interviewed my aunt, already had the concept to write it down, but not like hammered out. Yeah. Sucked. The interview sucked. It's never coming out. (laughs) Oh, it was never released. It was never released. Never released. Your aunt is still waiting. She's still uh, on the edge of her seat. Maybe when I make it one day, I'll like put it out as like, you know, like they're coming out with the Tom Brady's like film where, you know, he looks pudgy and like, you know, he's proclaiming he's going to be a household name and you're like, please. And now he is. Yeah. That's oh, when yeah. I'll release that interview. Okay. Like, people are like, she uh, has a Netflix uh, film. Now people can hear this. <laughs> so anyway, I started this podcast and then I accepted a job in a, in a marketing um, department for a mortgage company, which is obviously not like, woo, you know, right. Like, not your mortgage. passion. Yeah. But I was like, I have to somehow like be an adult here. Like I can't just keep floating. Like as I'm like doing all these odds and ends jobs. So I felt that pressure still living at home post-college. And that was when I, that weekend went to the Tim Tebow celebrity golf gala. And that's where I met Marcus Allen. Okay. So from there, I can let you, you come in with little questions. Cause I was very, very long winded. with yeah, my whole story, Well, no, I, yeah, that was I, the birth. I was gonna say, I think that kind of it, that was gonna be where I started. Uh, you know, you start this podcast, and your your first guest is Marcus Allen. 
Yeah. Uh, You know, my first guest was a foreign exchange student. I think I had him buy him lunch and sign his visa or something. (laughs) I'm kidding, Adrian. Miss you, buddy. (laughs) But that, I mean, how nerve wracking is that? Well, I guess for you, but that's your personality. Like you can talk to anybody. Yes. Uh, and yes. probably, and your, because I, I listened to your uh, your Joe Theismann uh, interview the other day, and you know you're like, yeah, you're really old, Joe. And he's like, I'm not that old. You're like, no, you are. You're old. That is old. Seventy is old. Yeah. That is old. Yeah, oh my I god. Don't... I I almost feel bad for him. Like, oh, sorry, Joe. Well, like when I listened back to it, I was like. I can't believe you did that. But then again, I can't believe you did that yeah. because the things that you say is just ridiculous, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So with Marcus, you know, meeting him at this event, I didn't know who he was, which is like embarrassing, especially to my father who raised me on the NFL. Yes. But when I was talking to him, we were just like joking around and um, just some of his friends and my friends were just all talking like a natural setting as we're waiting for dinner. Yeah. And so the next day at the actual golf tournament, um, one of his like personnel was like, you know, Marcus wants to help you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, I had just at that point, I mean, I had my recorded episode with my aunt, Mm -hmm. but I had a logo. I didn't have any episodes out. I didn't even have like my Apple and Spotify set up for a podcast. Like it was really just a concept, a logo and one recorded episode. And that next that like next day, because it was a Saturday, Sunday, I was starting my new job. I was like, I thought my dream was kind of done by then because I was like, I'm about to like go into a cubicle type setting. Isn't that crazy how all these things kind of converge at the same time. And I I mean, it really pushes you to, you know, stress gets a lot of bad rap, but stress makes us act. Yes. It forces us to do something. Yeah. And, and just kind of like, like, I have a tendency to have like analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. where I'll analyze till I'm almost dead and then I won't do anything. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, I, I, and that's just kind of even not to get fully into this, but that's just kind of even the faith journey is you just have to kind of take a step and like trust that other things are going to fall into place. But if you're like, if you're not in motion, right. Like there's nothing, nothing happens, nothing changes. yeah, you can't control the wind and you can't control the water, but like you can control getting in the water. Yeah. And so, you know, it'll, it'll go the way that it needs to go type of thing. Right. Obviously like we have a part to play, but it was more or less just like, it was a great, great timing. Um, but it didn't like just soar from there. It was kind of like, I was, did what Brooke did. And I was like, well, you guys have my contact info. That's like what I said. And huh. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. this is an NFL Hall of Famer. You should have been like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was like, after I said that, my friend was with me, and I was like, what did I just do? Like, she, I just she looked at you like, who are you? <laughs> it's like it's literally like you call you me, ha- this- Alan. Have your people call my people. Yeah, that was kind of how I treated it. It's almost like if I and this is like not the same thing, but the same thing to kind of like put it in plain layman's term is like. If you've been like waiting your whole life for the perfect person mm-hmm. and then they come and you're like, mm. right. And you're like, but inside you're like, this is the person I like want to spend my life with, but you're just playing it way too cool. You were gaming you Marcus Allen. You can't game a hall of famer. I, yeah. And I wasn't trying to game him. I was like, <laughs> well, I get, I was like, you know what? I don't really know what to do. It was all yeah. like all at once. And then I started going, okay, 
who do you know within the foundation? Because it was still like the the Tim Diva Foundation golf tournament that like could help you get in contact with him, so yeah. that you can email him and say thank you for yeah. you know whatever. So I was just like, oh my word! And so then um, the agent reached out to me. I was like, thank God, because I. I'm so yeah. stupid. And he was just like, Hey, you know, Marcus wants to, you know, help you with your show. He really believes in the concept of what you're doing. And I was like, all right. And when he said, help me with my show, I thought maybe like putting me in contact with jobs. I was still yeah. kind of job minded. I sure. was like, maybe he'll put me in contact with the right people, or the right yeah. producers or whoever. But then it turned into like, no, he wants to be a guest on your show. That's crazy. And I was like, Oh, like I interview him to give me like a kickstart into right. interviewing people. Right. Which is still like a huge leap of faith he had in me because mm-hmm. I don't have anything to show for. Mm-hmm. And so then I do his interview a couple months later. And one of the biggest things besides just how much I've enjoyed becoming Marcus's friend over the last couple of years is he is a man of his word. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, in whatever facet of life, business you know family friendship like if if you stick with your word that is priceless especially nowadays yeah you know no hidden agendas it was just very very kind yeah and so then that whole summer i didn't release it because we wanted to have kind of a build-up like a queue of episodes and then he just would call me that summer and three-way call me with more hall of famers that's crazy. That's awesome. And, and again, and like, just from 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 a contact. And, and I will say, I, you know, you don't give yourself enough credit. But uh, I'm I'm into like this is going to sound frou frou to you, but like energy, people yeah. give off energy, and yeah. and yours has always been so positive. <clears throat> um, and and again, I, I probably credit that to to your faith, but. Um, uh, but yeah, you certain people walk into a room and you kind of gravitate toward them. It is because of that. I mean, it's it's a real thing, uh, and no, so you it, can, it really is. And and it doesn't sound frou frou because I think the older I've gotten, <clears throat> and I use the word um, this word, but it's it's the same thing, kind of like what you're saying with like energy is like set apart. There are certain people that you are like, they are set apart. There's something different about them. I mean, that you're just like, whoa, like, and that doesn't mean that the other people around them are less than, or there's levels of life, but there is something to be said. And like, honestly, that is how, um, like Tim Tebow is. I mean, he gets, he gets bashed here and there, whatever, poor guy. But like, I've seen him behind the scenes and I'm not close to him by any means. I'm not um, saying that at all, but I have seen him behind the scenes and he's the same person behind the scenes as yeah. he is. Oh, I on, believe that. Yeah. On yeah. camera. And so, and there's other people like that, that you meet. And it's the same with Marcus. When Marcus walks into a room, like he is just, he's electric and yeah. people want to be around him. And when he calls people, like there hasn't been really one time that he has called me and the three way called me and his friends haven't go, haven't gone. Yeah, we'll do this. What time is her podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, because he just has that. And, and it's and it's not a uh, you know he has he has great means, great contact, and it's not that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's and, you know again I I don't know, but I'm imagining it's just yeah. the positive energy that he puts yes. out, like this uh, very kind of a, a, a trusting uh, um, yep. and yeah, and, 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 and we are totally. I mean, and this is kind of like <clears> the prayer my own life too is like being a woman and i'm not like feminist or anything like that but being a woman in like an industry that is 
driven by looks and driven by, you know, different means to get to where you want to go. And that's not just in TV, but that is everywhere. You know, it's this level of you want to make sure that the people that are in your circle and in your corner, male or female, have the <clears throat> right motives and that aren't going to bait and switch you. So your, like, your, your podcast is just audio right now? Yes. You don't do so, YouTube at all? I'm sorry? You don't do YouTube yet? So I have a YouTube and okay. that's, this is a good challenge. This is like, hello, broke it on it. But um, even just seeing yours, it's like, man. So it's been, I, I have a YouTube channel. I did um, my, a YouTube interview with um, Next Mike and he's a rapper um, in Charlotte and he's come out like one of his songs um, like is on the charts right now. Like he's like up and coming. Yeah. And so he is friends with my um, sister and, and brother-in-law. And so I flew to Charlotte and we recorded it in this green room. And that was my first like on camera in person, yeah. you know, interview for my podcast. I haven't gotten into um, like what we're doing right now where we zoom, which is the next, the next step that I really need to go. And that's in the works right now yeah. um, working through that. And um, well, honestly, this is, I would love to pick your brain even more on what you, what you do, because this is, I mean, it's just, it adds a level of connectivity for sure. to your guest and for the audience. Because well, yeah, they feel like I'll, they uh, I'll turn you on to my guy, Elio. He, he, yes, he I got to call you. Yeah. Elio, you're the best. <laughs> Elio's excellent. He's yeah. excellent. So okay, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so something else, this is, we'll go a little off topic here. Um, you're a big karaoke, uh, you're a karaoke champion as well. I, I thought maybe before the show ends here today that we'll we'll get a uh, what, what, what do you what do you like a little, little grease theme? Uh, where, where do you go when you choose karaoke? Huh? I can tell you, and I don't think I can do this right now, but I can tell you one of my go-to songs. Yes, and this is normally with my dad because there's a male part that he thinks he's good at, but he's not. Hmm. But on cruises, we do. Yes. It's a very hard song. It's "Bring Me to Life" by Evanescence. Oh, and oh, yeah, that's very hard. How do you karaoke that? I okay, so <clears throat> this is not me. This is my dad's idea because he likes doing the wake me up like <laughs> that part. Like that's his like time to shine. Okay. So I do the girl, you know, part. And one time we were on a cruise, and they have the like the karaoke, um, like the background um, track, but they had a lounge where you got to do karaoke with a live band. Oh, listen to this. So my dad was like, bro, we're going to a floor, blah, 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 blah. We're going down there. Okay, let's do it. Oh, well, let's save this. Go ahead. Do you hear the music? Here let's we go. I can hear it. I am not that, I'm not warm. I, let me, let me do this. I will find the video. Uh, okay. That, that, that'll work. That'll and work. I'll send it to you. So see, I this is try, but this is like it's bad. Th but this is something right. that, uh, and here I I'm going to give you a little pro tip. I'm going to give you a little pro tip. You, sh you that should be a, a segment, karaoke with Brooke. I love that. And the guest has to pick a, just a little snippet, and then you guys do a little little duet karaoke. Little exactly. You know? Did you just give that to me free of charge? Free of charge. Pro that tip. Awesome. Okay, throw it on there then for, for your for your YouTube because like, like I said, I you, you you've got the TV face as well. I'm sorry, I I, I know you you know you might want to run from that, but matter of fact, let's take a look at your cover for the uh, for the Write It Down podcast. Yeah, Leo, can, can we look that up? Thanks. Yes, look at that beautiful shot. Now there's another Thanks. one where you're sitting uh, you're sitting down, and I just I I, I dawned on me like. What is this photographer doing? She's sitting down in a four-way intersection in the middle of the street. It's a great shot. It's like in Orlando. 
go, like asking someone to pick me up or something. Okay. <laughs> Help the poor lady off the ground. She fell, obviously. So, but it, yeah, very nice shots. Very Thank nice you. shots. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I definitely think, um, no, I'm not going to say I think I know this. Now that I have gotten a little bit more of a grasp on how to to inter- interview and to interview the caliber of, of guests that I've had without yeah. being this like all over the place, nervous ninny, yeah. um, I feel more confident to be on screen with it. I feel like it can be a little more um, just calm and but one thing I have to say has been kind of a blessing in disguise with the phone is I, it's forced me because I'm not looking face to face and interacting with them like this. Yeah. It has forced me to have to be present because sure. I don't know if you feel this way, but when you're on the phone, even if you're sitting down, you, you, you could be thinking about what you're looking at. You could be thinking about what you need to do. You're less present in the moment. So it's kind of forced me to train my brain to like be an active listener in a phone call. Yeah. Because I'll be sitting in a studio chair with just the audio engineer on the other side, looking out the window on the phone with someone. Mm-hmm. And it's forced me to be like, Brooke, be present in this story. This is so a- that you know that it's, yeah. No, I was going to say, you know, this is, when I first did, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I've realized it's actually a lot of work. Uh, and there's an art to it. And I, like, every week I, I, I try to do better, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, but you're right, like sometimes getting so scattered and there, there is no kind of theme that works its way through the interview. It's tough. It's tough. But, There's definitely and, an art but to one it. of the things that you've always had as, as a person that I've noticed about you is you're a really good um, teacher and you're also like, even with your, um, your patients, I was going to say clients, yeah. like you know, but with your patients and with the, your get or your um, patient interaction is you really like to teach them what's going on with their body oh, and why sure. there should there's certain things. And I think the the beauty of that when you're sh- like show hosting is you're you're sitting there learning, but you're also kind of like I don't want to say flexing, but you're getting kind of to flex some of your knowledge too to create a very fruitful conversation. Yeah. And so you've always been intentional about being in conversation with people, looking them in the eye and be like, this is what's going on. Not like, let me just crack you, sign you off. Right, right, right. Vie, go live your life. Like you've always been intentional. And, and we can go back to the example with me is like, Brooke, you want to be mm-hmm. able to do a pull up, but there's so many other elements to, to this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just your dad, and you're a great dad and a great husband, and you've always been intentional with the people who are sitting from you and when you are across from you. And when you're interviewing, you have to make that person feel like they're the only person in the room. Right. And that is hard to do when you're a selfish, but when you're a giver, yeah. it's easier because <clears throat> you're like, I'm into this person's story. Right. And it kind of helps your brain, I think, organize the way you're going to do your show. So. Yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan of you. You're awesome. Well, and and likewise, and like I said, I you know, seeing what you've done over this past year and a half, like I'm just so impressed and in awe, and uh, yeah, and and learning from you. So that is the uh, the the student becomes the teacher. That is so cool. It's just just super cool to to. and those of you who are listening, I got to go to do the CrossFit Games. I wasn't a member, believe it or not. My marathon and festivist. <laughs> there. What? That's right. That's right. It was uh, 2017, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had just gotten back that summer from California, my internship. And um, I was in touch with you and Farah, And I had watched your kids um, multiple times and got to build a relationship with the, the crazies, the yes. boys. Yeah. That and was awesome. That, yeah. And it was a great season of my life too, because 
Um, I've always loved kids. And that's something that like when I needed a break from like the bartending world to like, just go be with the kids is fun. And so you guys were like, yo, we're going to Wisconsin. It was the first year it was in Wisconsin, I believe yeah, in Madison. Yes. And you're like, you want to come and you can hang with the boys and you can come. And I was like, heck yeah. Like who wouldn't want to do that? Like this is, I get to be the fun au pair. Yes. And then I got to come and then I remember I got to take the minivan and <laughs> I got that, to take was, the boys. Was that the things. year? Did, did, uh, did we, were we in the hospital that year with Hayes? Uh, yes. yes or right. I think you're the youngest. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, Hayes at the time, the youngest, the, the youngest uh, that we brought. Oh, yes. Was it Hayes that go? Yes. It wasn't Hayes. Okay. Yeah. So he, yeah, he got hurt and then we went to the hospital, not for any of the athletes, but for, <laughs> the, you know, I was responsible for. that's so right. That's always good. But I don't think I was the only one watching them. That no, day. no, no, no. This was not on you at all. That's that right. was in a public, yeah, yes, public, public, public that domain. Was, That's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was not just on my time. But yes, we did. We take a trip to the hospital. Yes. But so, so you're a year and a half into the podcast. I, you know, and we talked a little bit about this earlier. It's um, it, it not that it's it, it's a grind, but you know, so we're doing this weekly. Um, and it's hard. I, I've been telling Elio, it's it's like hard, like to do this, you know, week after week after week. You do what every two weeks? So yes, I, I release episodes on the first and fifteenth. I kind of made it a goal when I started this to stick with those. Not that I couldn't do more because I want to do more, and that's yeah. the next step. I, I need to like level up. The more content you have, the more traction it, it builds. Um, so I do the first and fifteenth of every month, and the reason why um, is. Number one, yes, I said that in the beginning to stay structured and kind of know, oh, shoot, it's the first I need right. to hang out. But also the guests that I was getting and that still I'm currently getting, it would be like I would get a three-way call on Thursday and then the guest is like, I can do tomorrow at nine. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yes, let's do it. Right. Can't, I don't think this can be live. Let me like, yes. like organize it with, you know, how you have to organize your schedule with Elio and like all those different things. Right. So it'd be like, all right, let's get it. Let's at least get the recording. So we have it. Um, and then edits. <clears throat> and I didn't trust myself to be live yet. Now I feel like I'm getting, a, a, like I said, a good grasp on mm -hmm. maybe going live. And um, so that way we could edit it and have it ready for the first. And not that this is an excuse, but this is, I think, a valid excuse for living and breathing and eating. But I probably work like six other jobs that I have yeah. to like manage right now. For sure. And um, but eventually so you want this to be your only my job. thing. Yeah. yeah. I want this to be my career where I'm making enough money yeah. um, to, to support myself. Mm. Not that I want to live in the Hamptons, yeah. but I would like to be able to pay my bills. Well, I would say right now, if we, if we, I like analogies. I'm a big analogy guy. And uh, I, I think in the 21-15-9, the CrossFit traditional 21-15-9, you're in the 15s, all right? Yeah. You, you've gotten through the 21s, all right? That's the, 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 the bulk. The 15s is the grind. Uh, yeah. And so just keep oh, plugging just keep I love plugging that. and the nine is like your coast because the, the like nine is yeah so I, I would say the nines all the sponsorships are there you're making the living guests are contacting you hey can i and and that's it yeah and, that's, and, and, and that's that's the truth yeah. i love that analogy and, and the fitness analogy of that and and you know this and um with anything and i know this in running is this, it's here like everything mm -hmm. is here and, and when you're not here like yeah. present and um in a good brain space it's really hard to push through that 15 yeah. or 
whatever for marathoners, like mile nine, right. where you're like, oh my gosh, like I have an extra however many. Right. Miles, I'm not even halfway so. yet. And for yeah. a marathon, I'm not even halfway. <clears throat> yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's one of those things where mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I, I keep saying feel, but I know this is what I know yeah. is COVID for everybody kind of effed with our minds a yeah. little bit. Like, you know, what are we really here for? Why am I kind right. of depressed? Why I'm in my house? I'm seeing <clears throat> the same people every single day. I'm not seeing sunlight. I can't even go to the restaurant that I like. Does what I'm pushing for even really matter? It's like, you know, you go through all of those little cycles in your brain when you're trying to process through the unknown and uncertainty. And you know what that reminds me of is that uh, uh, that Dr. Seuss book, The Places yeah. You'll Go. Oh, you, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm I, that's I mean it's an unbelievable poem but talks a lot about that like yeah you know, you're gonna have the highest of highs but the lowest of lows and he talks about like that that dark place uh, that you just got to get through and yeah you just have to work through out. it and I in a credit like a lot of my youth and naivety to a little bit of childlike thinking that like the world's supposed to be rainbows and butterflies because I've grown up with that yeah. I've had a really really good life and you know, talking to someone your age or even talking to my dad, he's just like, this is life. It's, I mean, and yeah. it's also just like part of, you know, you think about the farmer, he's got to go plant and he's got to wait and yeah. he's got to water and he's got to weed and you, harvest doesn't happen overnight. And right. I'm in a generation that was kind of told that it would. That's, 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 that's true. And so I have to balance being like, okay, stop being so dramatic. This is not like the end of the world life will move on and normalcy will come back. But because I've never really gone through, you know, anything severe with the society. I mean, this is new for all of us, the <clears> pandemic, right. but, you know, but also balancing that with not just being like a millennial of just like, Oh, my whole life is over and there's no purpose. <laughs> and I shouldn't wake up and go do my podcast because will my podcast even matter. And lo- yeah. like that type of thinking is just thinking, thinking yeah. that I've kind of had to like really work through personally and be like, okay, well, you were given today. Yeah. And what are you going to do with today with the, and honestly, like, don't, don't spit in the face of all the goodness that's happened to yeah. you. Like you're still getting guests. And just because you're not where you thought you were going to be at 25, I'm still so young. So to think so fatal is, is a detriment to me and also strips other people of joy I could potentially offer. So I've definitely had to like, to work through some personal things in that regard. But now I'm like, put me on YouTube. That's very profound. I, I, I like it. I, I, I hope, I hope I've motivated you, you once have, again, you really Brooke, once again, <laughs> once again, my coach, that's right. Gainesville father has helped me. I think I even called you that in Gainesville. I was like, these are my Gainesville parents, yes. Bob and yes. Tara, because they, my parents were further we're, away. We're, so. we're very, we're very honored to, to have that role. Thank so you. listen, I, I appreciate you jumping on with us. Like I, I know you're super busy, but uh, like I said, this is, this is probably more educational for me than than for anybody. Oh, I found this quote that um, I really liked. You know, the name of your podcast is "Write It Down" mm-hmm. because at the end of the yeah. podcast, your guests give you a little nugget of wisdom that you encourage us to write it down. Well, here it is: the faintest ink is more powerful than the strongest memory. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. I, I read a lot of different stuff, and you know, I'll do. I'll take quotes, and I have a note on my phone, and I just, I record them on my phone. So I just have I have pages and pages of just these little anecdotal stories or whatnot, and uh, I, I re- look back on them and read them, and yeah, they. I no, I love that, and I can't wait to have you on. Write it down. We got to schedule yes. that, and Excellent. 
because the the knowledge, like whatever you have going on up here needs to be, you need to be interviewed. I, I know you've been interviewed before. I love it. I love it. I, yeah, sign me up. So I, I, we, we, we always finish with uh, a couple of questions. Yeah, uh, okay. And uh, one is, you know, these very esoteric thoughts. Uh, have you ever been through, and in your young 25 years, I think we kind of know, I think you've kind of elaborated on this a bit, but uh, through a, uh, or, or experienced a failure or a defeat where you thought, I, I just don't have what it takes, but you found something inside of you that, that pushed you onward. And now having gone through that, you look back and say, I am really thankful and grateful for having gone through that because now I have strength and confidence that I can take on another challenge if that were to come again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think to kind of echo what I was sharing in my story earlier with um, just not having a job out of college <laughs> and for no good reason really in my brain and kind of hitting that low and not knowing that the pandemic was going to come a year and a half or so later. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see it as a blessing in disguise. I didn't get a job in the TV industry. I mean, here's kind of a, a, a story. I was in contact with um, people in Connecticut with the WWE really trying to get a job. And I had interviews and I was like, there's no way I'm not going to get this job. And to be honest, it was like a digital content thing. So like, I don't, it wouldn't have been like they were taking a huge leap by giving me like the spotlight. Right. So I was like, there's no reason why I shouldn't get this. Well, I didn't. And that happened a couple of times with things. But fast forward a year later into my podcast, I actually got to interview the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And I remember being on the phone with him, having this full circle moment, being that's, like, that's Whoa. great. Like, <laughs> if I would have gotten that job, who's to say, like, I would have never interviewed him, but I would have been doing like digital media content for maybe 30 grand a year living in an apartment in Connecticut. Behind the scenes. Like, yeah, behind the scenes. But if I just would have, which I did, thankfully, like trust the process a little bit more because I had no choice to because I got a solid no, um, that God was going to set me up for success. Yeah. But that valley, I had to go through things. And you think about the refinement process of like, you know, just even with precious metals, it's, it's like it goes through the fire, but it comes out on the other side. Fortified. Fortified. And so that was kind of how I felt just on that interview with Drew. I was like, whoa, I'm not a little girl begging for a job. Not that I was begging, but I'm like, yeah. I'm an established yeah. woman with her own show and something to show for it and interviewing the champion. I love it. So that was that was one of the one of the really cool moments that I've had in my journey thus far to it just kind of go. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I love it. it, it it's just special. And I think if I think if we all, you know, again, I have a memory that's really, really sharp right now because I'm, I'm young and that's just kind of the way I'm wired, but kind of like going back to that Chinese proverb of like writing those moments down Yeah. because you will have other times in your journey that it's the valley again and the melting process again. And you're going to have to go back to that, like that. that, that high feeling of, whoa, maybe there's something on the other side of this that's yeah. worth sticking around for. Yeah. You almost start to seek those out. You seek out yes. those challenging moments Yes. Uh, because exactly. they are, they're, 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 they're game changing. For sure. Finally, this is a health and fitness program. If you could pick one exercise to do for your whole life, the rest of your life, the only exercise you could do, what would it be? Um, Sit-ups. Sit-ups. Um, because I feel... As a chiropractor, we're going to have a talk. <laughs> I say sit-ups because, yeah. number one, nobody will say burpees. I think burpees yeah, no. is the workout I'd never do. Yeah, I think because it. No one has yet to say burpees. Hurt. No. Your knees hurt. 
whatever. Who cares about calories and getting ripped? I hate them. <laughs> that and wall balls. Like wall oh. balls are just like disgusting. Yeah, I, 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 I'm signing petitions for no more wall balls. Yes, it's, a short no, it's like your heart rate gets so high and you can't control it. But yeah. sit-ups because sit-ups are, I feel like that lonely friend that we just tag along, like it has to tag along. Like when people don't know how to program, they're like, we'll just throw sit-ups in there. Or <laughs> oh, if there's any time remaining, do a sit-up. Some sit-up. <laughs> yeah, or like a plank. You know, so I would probably say sit-ups because I, I do them to pass the time. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. Uh, you know, they asked uh, the former champ, or he, he's always the champ, Muhammad Ali. How many yeah. sit-ups do you do, champ? You know what his answer was? He yeah. says, I don't know. I don't start counting until they start to hurt. So keep that in mind. Hey, Brooke, write it down. Write it down. Thank you so much. I've so enjoyed this. Hey, thank you. for. I, I did as well. And uh, I mean, yeah, we can, we can go down memory lane and talk about our goals. Yeah, we, we need to do this. We need an accountability partner. I need an accountability partner. I, no, so no, so do I. And you have challenged me to take the next step. Um, I've gotten nudges along the way to like really do the next thing and, yeah. and kind of challenge the the flow of what I've been doing. And this this has been like okay, let's go, girl. Let's I love get it. On there. So I, love I appreciate it. it. Well, all, all the best to you, and uh, it's so cool to see you doing what you love to do. And um, and I know you just have just tons of success going forward so uh yeah keep at it and let's stay in touch thanks bob for all sure. right talk soon Bye. and thank you all for joining us i hope you enjoy that check her podcast out the write it down she's got some really cool guests and uh, that uh she is on apple and spotify and uh and eventually she's gonna be on youtube as well so thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you all next week Hey, bro, I just want to say that you are